everyone. Bye. And welcome to this week's episode of 1010 Would Recommend. I did a little pause there so you could say hi back, so I hope you all did. <laughs> That's really and sweet. It is me, it is I, Talani. And it is me, it is I, Gina. How are you, Gina? I'm doing really well, really okay. well. Been looking at some of the Met Gala pics from okay. last night because we're recording this just after the Met Gala. Are you that annoying person who now thinks that you're a fashion expert? Because if I see, <laughs> I'm not being funny or anything. Right? I'm going to, I'm just going to talk, it's, and it's doing my nutting. Yeah, go it's for it. Pissing me off. Tell us the truth. On a normal day, you can't even put a t-shirt and jeans on correctly. Scream. Suddenly. You're a fashion critic. Right. Suddenly, every one of your Instagram stories is all of these outfits and breaking it down. You don't even know who Giorgio Armani is. It's giving hypocrite. You don't know anything about anything and suddenly you're an expert. And what's annoying me is that a lot of them are using actual experts and just copying and pasting what the actual fashion girls are talking about. Right. I'm not saying you can't appreciate a look, but why are you giving expert opinions where you lack expertise? You're not Gokwan. Why are you? You are not Gokwan. <laughs> Nor are you Trini or Susanna. How mm. dare you? I'm just so bored of it. If you got invited to the Met Gala tomorrow, would you go? Yeah. I wouldn't go, though. Why? Because Is there a political thing? No, no, no. It's just because the way that everybody who is on it is so hyper-visible and like it's almost as if if you go, you open yourself up to criticism about what oh, you wear. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be so stressed. I'd probably be throwing up the whole day before. It would make me quite sick, but I've, I think I'd go and try to avoid a red carpet picture. Ow! I don't know, please. Please. I realise that I think I hate them. Right. It was the top boy favorite. <laughs> It was a top one that, that made really me realise I like, absolutely it's an awful moment yeah yeah. It, I, it's just I don't know if there's like, a training course to make you like more comfortable in it because yeah. it is so awkward and I had the misfortune of like having my photo taken at the, the red carpet and then having Rio Ferdinand right behind <laughs> me so I'm not like, awkwardly like in the camera and everyone starts screaming for me a friend and I'm like oh what's happening and I just kind of like run away <laughs> I'm very sorry you had that experience so I don't think I think I would go yeah I would go it's sick Met Gala sick yeah I don't know it's just because social media is just so horrible and also I never understand what the themes mean every year yeah, I don't same. know what Gil- that's what's, meant what's, to this mean this year's what Gilded Glamour or something. what does that mean I just back in the day I thought it was like <laughs> I just... what does Gilded mean gold that... <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Sparkles. <laughs> I honestly think gilded, like something is gilded, isn't it? Like gold. Sure. Oh fuck. Anyway, sure. I was I was see, saw this tweet and I wanted to read it to you and get your opinion. Okay. Okay. So this tweet is about Kim Kardashian okay. and it says, actually, sorry, before we do that, I'm really really sorry, but there's a really good documentary on Netflix about the Met. It's called really? The First of May. Oh. See, oh my God, you see how I teed that, that up slaps. and then segued away to make it make sense for Netflix. But yeah, it's a really, really good documentary and it's about the Met Gala and all of that. First of May. Amazing. Anyway, First what of you May. Saying. Thank you so much. Okay, so the tweet is about King Kardashian and it says, Women's unreal- oh, by this, this is by at Liz Foster. Women's unrealistic beauty standards can be neatly summed up by the fact that Kim Kardashian had to lose 16 pounds to fit into a dress previously owned by Marilyn Monroe, a woman long lauded as a curvy icon despite being a UK size eight. Wait a damn minute. Wait a damn minute. Marilyn was a size eight. Yep. Yeah. Why is she called curvy? Because of the paint. She- no, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 but seriously, why is she? Mm. You could have, I thought size 14 at the very least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why is she curvy? I, honestly, it's just, it's sad. It is sad. Also, the fact that Kim Kardashian, who is already incredibly tiny, had to lose four, six over a stone. But also, I kind of wish Kim didn't tell us that. Yeah. I feel like we've like gone way past the stage, the place, the time to convince women that we have to lose weight to fit into a dress. 
I feel like this links very closely to what we're going to speak about. Yes. Because today's topic is about uh, a documentary that was recently released on um, Netflix. Yep called White Hot. White Hot. And this one is the story of Abercrombie and Fitch. I like girls that way, Abercrombie and Fitch. I take it if I had one wish. Because mm. she's been gone since that summer, since that summer. Yeah. Um, um, I've got a personal disdain for them because for years I was trying to work for them. I honestly really? wanted to work in that store so badly, right? And what I remember the most about that store is the scent of it. Mm. Before you even go into it, you can smell it as you walk past, right? Yeah. And I think it quickly told me that, oh, that's you're not the aesthetic. Yeah. Like before, without saying a word, right? And I really, really, I went to work there so badly and it just like, it never happened. And I had friends that got jobs there. And really? And all of my friends that worked there... We're in the basement. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they always worked in the stock room or in the basement and whatever. And the shop floor was always, always white blonde people. And I think they got away with it for years because they said they're hiring models. Mm. Yeah, they do mention that. All right, so let's let's okay go back. Let's go back and talk about the main premise within this documentary. So let me even get up the actual name of it before I start talking about what it is, so I can actually say, um, I hope Abercrombie. Okay, so the documentary is called White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm -hmm. So if you're around me and Talani's age or a bit younger, most people will know of when Abercrombie and Fitch was like the thing to wear. It was that bitch. It was that bitch. It was that brand that all of the cool, relatively wealthy people wore when Mm -hmm. we were like in school, in secondary school. Um, And this documentary talks about how the brand was made, how they, like, decided who was going to wear their stuff. And then, like, the quick descent into... But also it talks about things like um, abuses of power and, like, m- p- like there's accusations of, like, um, yeah, sexual so, abuse, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, harassment. Yeah. And, you know, that of course, there's always a racist element to all of these things. Of course. It's very unshocking yeah. I mean my thing is this I didn't even know that there was like a race thing at play I was just like I didn't like Abercrombie Fitch because they clearly hate fat people Yeah. so I was like I ain't never gonna wear these clothes Yeah. But and also I kept getting this conf- um, Abercrombie and Fitch confused with Hollister I think it's the same company isn't that the same it's the, it's the exact same company just yeah. kind of reworked and also why was Abercrombie and Fitch so dark and I think that was the thing. It gave this kind of like disco vibe, loud music, yeah. quite dark, mm-hmm. um, topless white men. Yeah. And that was just their whole, that was just the whole vibe. Like you came in here, if that's what you aspired to, right? right? If you wanted to either look like these men, went to date these men or went to look like these women or date these women. And that was the whole premise of it. And like they say it a lot in a documentary where like they kind of had to stop hiring people that weren't good looking enough so they used to rank people yeah. from very cool to ugly I guess and the head office will get sent a picture of people that worked there and if they didn't find this person attractive you lost your shifts yeah in what world it's mad it is mad in actual what world in a retail store mm. that you need to be seen as physically attractive to work there but I don't think that was far off what many people were doing maybe not as blatant mm-hmm. but I do think there was a time where the, who worked there like, kind of gave room for who shopped there. I think you're so right, yeah. I'm trying to think of who... You know what? The only other brand that I th- associate that kind of thing with, mm. weirdly, is MAC Cosmetics. Right, okay. Because I feel like... that. Like, I don't know what they're hiring of. This is all alleged. Please, I'm not coming for anyone's brand. I don't want to get sued or anything like that. But every time I've got... And, and so many people have tweeted about it, have said it before, that MAC Cosmetics used to be... I don't know if it still is now because I don't shop there really anymore... It used to feel very hostile. Like, and I know in the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary, they spoke about basically 
um, it's almost as if the staff were supposed to be annoyed that you yeah, were asking yeah, yeah. questions. And yeah. I feel the exact same way about Mac. And they hired beautiful people whose makeup was amazing. They all wore black, which yes, is intimidating. Black, yeah. And it's supposed to be like this cool, edgy, but like, you feel like kind of uncomfortable there. Mm-mm-mm. Very, very similar vibes. Very uh... similar vibes. But I, it's fascinating to me how... Like, I think it's on purpose, these things. Like, yeah. you, you assume that they're not, but it is on purpose. The place I felt that vibe with growing up was that I didn't fit in. Not only could I not afford it, the sizes weren't really my size, and I wasn't white or blonde, was American Apparel. Oh, American Apparel. That, that used to give me that vibe give of a bitch dot. get out. Oh my, listen. <laughs> like, it gave me the bitch get out vibe, which I got the exact same feeling of overcome being fit. Yeah, I t- oh my God, that's really, really throwing me back. That's yes. really, th- I, I never owned anything from American Apparel. Never. I had one pair of disco pants. I really wanted to And it's really, really pants. interesting how when you're younger, even though these brands were so blatant and being like, get out of there, but you wanted to fit in so much. It yeah. wasn't until I got older and I was just like, stop shopping places that clearly don't want you yep. or don't want your money, or want your money but don't want you sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, you don't think like that. You just think, I also want to shop in Abercrombie & Fitch yeah. so badly. And I guess it was bigger in America than it was here. Yeah, it was. It was. But it's, I was making some comparisons between... Like, I was trying to think, what is the British version of that for, like, when we were teenagers? Mm -mm. And for me, weirdly, just because of the little bags that all my little classmates used to have, Jane Norman. Oh, my gosh. I was obsessed with Jane Norman. And I never even bought anything from Jane Norman. I just wanted the little carrier bag. I couldn't... Yeah, so we... (laughs) Me and my friends used to go to Dagenham Market on a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And buy Jane Norman bags of 50p from Dagenham Dave. Yeah. It was like, like, just so you could be like... Just so... And it was our PE bag. And I was like, what a PE bag? And it had a purple one. I had Jane Norman in grey. And I didn't afford... Couldn't afford a single thing from Jane Norman, but I had that bag. Started, and I, I had that carrier didn't bag. Even slap. Jane Norman is giving like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the name of it sounds so dated. I don't know why it was so cool. It's giving Dorothy bag. Listen, whoever did... Whoever's idea... I don't know what branding or marketing expert yeah. managed to make those Jane Norman bags so coveted to they 12 They were like year Gucci bags. It was... <laughs> ma- like, honestly, so Jane Norman for me, um, and then... Ah, oh, the other one for me, I don't know if it's the same for you. It might have been, because Essex, but Paul's Boutique? Yes, of course. Like, oh my yes, God, I was dying to have yeah, Paul's yeah, Boutique. Yeah, like, yeah. I, had, I had Paul's Boutique bags. Yeah. Like, oh. I had fakes. Oh, I mean, again, set, Dagenham Market. From Deptford Market. And also, um, thingy, <laughs> French Connection. Do you remember oh, the tops that looked like they said fuck on it? I yeah. was just like, oh my God, I need an FC, FC, FC UK. It wasn't FC UK. Yeah, it yeah, was FC yeah, UK. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I was obsessed with them. And I, do you know what? Slogan tops, which were probably the downfall of what I've become being Fitch. Yes, yes. <laughs> was, the, was the slogan t-shirt. Yeah. And so I had the really weird thing about wearing slogan t-shirts and wearing t-shirt with like old like rockers on it. Oh. The old rockers things because it's like, Oh, like, what if they've done something? Mm. Do you know what? So many old people now out there, they've assaulted this person, they've yeah. assaulted this person. So yeah. every time I see a t-shirt, I'm like, I hope this person hasn't done anything to anybody. Yeah. Sort of thing. There's that. And the slogan was like, because they were just stupid, right? right? Till today, I hate slogan t-shirts. I, I hate too. it. We're like, be kind. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> or like, oh. <laughs> like, why did you use that particular slogan? <laughs> because I literally saw someone wearing it this weekend. I was like, why have you got t-shirts saying be kind? Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate it. And Abercrombie and Fitch got in massive trouble because of one of their slogan t-shirts, which yes. was, um, it had, was it Chinese people on uh, it? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. So it, Asian people. It, 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 was, it, was, it was Asian people and the slogan was, um, two, two ones, ones make, will make white. it white. Yeah. Imagine a time when you thought you could put that in a t-shirt. Yeah. 
in a store that wasn't like a little niche store, in a massive store. And you know what I found so interesting about that above anything else is that one of the guys, one of the talking heads was talking about this scandal and he said, you know, you would think that there would be somebody in the room oh, yeah. that would have, would have seen that and said, this is not a good idea, like there should have been some, one person of colour to said something. And then it was revealed that actually there were two Asian-American people that were working that at the company there. at that time who were part of the design of that T-shirt. And then it went back to the talking head guy and he was like, yeah, well, you know, um, if you're the only person of colour, like, how easy is it for you to say, like, this is a bad idea? Which, on one hand, I do understand. But on the other hand, it's interesting how you can be complicit in, yeah. like, people can be complicit. Like, people of colour can be complicit in the downfall of other people of colour. Yep. Just saying. What's like, the saying? It'd be your own. It'd be your own. It'd be your own people. As the saying says, not all... Um, not all skin folk, skin folk are kinfolk. Yeah, king folk. Mm-hmm. So that's worth remembering. Yeah. So anyway, with that happening, right, I thought, actually, what other documentaries would you like to see get made? What other things in life? Because like, we knew that yeah. Abercrombie were dodgy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What other people or things or places that you're like, ah, uh, it's a story to be told there that you want discovered? Topshop. Oh. Topshop. And you know what? I, Who's the man that owns it again? I can't remember his name. Something green. Philip? Philip Green? Did yeah. I make that up? Well, let's sure, call him fuck that. it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, got, we've got nods, it's Philip Green. Um, I feel very similar to the way that people are talking about their experience feeling othered by Abercrombie & Fitch to the way that I actually felt about Topshop right, just okay. in terms of like size, inclusivity. Okay. Because I could, I really, really struggled. When I was younger, I think the biggest I ever got was a UK size 20. So I could not fit. Imagine, I just want you to imagine for two seconds oh, being 15 years yeah, old. In school. In school. Yeah. Buying a UK 20 in Dorothy Perkins, which I remember was the last, the last pair of jeans that I bought before I lost some weight. Um, Same company, Subshop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And I absolutely hated Topshop. And the reason I hated Topshop is because all of my friends would rate, this is also the reason why I've got a very complicated relationship with Zara, would rave about, would go in and buy all these little cute dresses. Mm-mm, not me. No, no, no. So when, unfortunately, everything happened with Topshop and they've had loads of different um, brand stuff that's happened and obviously they lost the stores and things like that, I had a really complex relationship about it because I felt like my inner child was like... There's probably a story. Mm-hmm. There's probably I would a love story to hear the story. Yeah, yeah, I'd love yeah. to hear the story. I'm sure they did a similar thing in terms of targeting like young teens like Abercrombie, Abercrombie did. Yeah, yeah, and people who worked there were quite cool as well. That's so looking. true. It was yeah, very yeah, cool yeah. to have a job at Abercrombie. No, sorry, at Topshop. Very cool. Yeah. What yeah. about you? I have three things in particular that I want researched and investigated. Um, one <laughs> is the sweet shops in Oxford Street. How, yes, how do giving you, money how, laundering? How, how do you afford that? No one's ever in them. Yeah. How do you afford to sell sweets for this amount of money? Yeah, yeah. That's one. Two is Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon. Why does he keep having so many kids? What's his story? Why does he keep doing that? I want more. I want a documentary. <gasps> I want to find out. I want to speak to Maya Carey and ask if she invites the other kids to have other kids' birthday parties. Right. I need. How a many story kids does he have now? About nine. Oh. And I think all different women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's that. And lastly, double glazing selling companies. Hear me out. Mm. When I was about 15, me and my friends went to Mumford. We're just walking around Mumford Market, whole tight Essex. Mm-hmm. And then we got scouted to be like, yo, do you guys want a job? We were like, yeah, sure, why not? It's really easy. You can earn up to this. You can get very, very rich. All you have to do is come to this office and call people and ask if they want double glazing. Mm-hmm. No ID was checked, nothing was checked, and we just turned up to work mm. one day randomly. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they even added any 
I don't think they planned to pay us because nothing. They didn't take anything off us. Yeah. So we went in. I think we had to work for free for two weeks. Wow. So we went in one day calling people like, oh, would you like some double glaze? And everyone said, like, fuck off. And that's all it was. Just people telling you to get lost. Why have you got my number? Calling random people. And I remember like, I think my second or third shift going in and I was a bit late and I was like, oh, there's no seats for you. I was like, but I work here. But there wasn't enough seats. And that's how they never saw me again. What? I just didn't go back after that day. How much did you get I paid? Nearly, I never got a single penny. <laughs> oh my God. And so many people that worked there, and I remember it so well, it was in Gantz Hill on top of Sainsbury's. So many people that worked there never got paid. Mm. But we went like two weeks of calling people asking for double glazing. Mm. I want a story. I want an investigation. Because who hasn't got double glazing? Mm. Right? Yeah, it's a good point. You it's know, a scam. You know what? Related to that, and I'm going to do another great segue to something on Netflix. There is a show that is still showing on Netflix. I'm not, I don't think it's a Netflix original, but you can watch it on Netflix called White Gold. Have you ever watched it? Oh no, what's this about? It's um, it's a British comedy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the guy who stars in it, but it is about like a guy who's like I think he's like Courtney, or actually I think it's from Essex. It's and, probably and he, about and he, that and it's place. about it's about that time when everyone was selling was selling double, um, glazing. double glazing. And the thing is, or oh, was it conservatory? It was something like that. You yeah. know that that arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. And basically, he like was kind of high key scamming people. But it's you, I think you would really like it. I it's bet you any comedy. money is about that company. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it was such a wit. Anyone who's in my age group that grew up in that area, you worked there at some point. Mm. Because they just scouted all these young people and just it was the promise of so much money. Mm. And nobody earned a penny. So mm. I want that investigated as well. I want something else investigated as well. But I don't think this is long enough to be into a documentary film. It can be a short doc. I, I want it to be a short doc because I want to talk about how I personally think it changed the course of the way that you eat at restaurants and the way that people serve you at restaurants. Do you remember the story about the person who went to a Pret-a-Manger, the child yes. who went to a Pret-a-Manger, who got an allergy, got an allergy didn't know mm-hmm. that there was like traces of nuts in it mm-hmm. and died? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. from that point onwards, every single restaurant or otherwise I've been to that serves food, there's oh, always been allergies. someone who's asked me if an allergy. Yeah. Every single person. I think that's what changed it though. I really think it was because of that. And no, it, I want to know. Changed it. I want to hear about it. Yeah, that is definitely what changed it. So can we get a doc on that? Yeah. A short. Also, buffets, Chinese buffets. How'd you make your money? I want to know more of that as well. Because I used to be I, in those buffets I when was I was younger, boy. In a buffet. I used to be in them. That are oh, oh, woo! buffets. I haven't heard or Not seen as a buffet much, in a though. while. You know what? They even, I remember the buffet that I used to go to, yeah. They had to make um, a policy that <laughs> <laughs> Gina can't come in here no more. <laughs> Do you know what? They had to make a policy, yeah, that people had to, like before you were allowed to like eat, 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 or whatever, and then you were allowed to like take things away and take away. They had to stop doing that because people would come from church. Oh yeah, that's what yeah Sundays yeah. People would come from church. <laughs> yeah. Right, truthfully, it was black people, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, saying it there. Was, yeah. I'm saying it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would come from church. Yeah. They would eat, 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 and then they would be getting bare takeaway boxes and taking all the for the for the same amount of money for one for one person to have. It yeah. was wrong. Yeah. They had to put it. They had to say no. Stop. But they say black people stop asking for takeaway boxes. No, but they basically they could have they should have said that because that's what they were saying. Yeah, I remember my Chinese buffet did children according to your height. Ah, so it was like if you were past a certain height, you were no longer a child. So you can't. Thankfully, I'm short. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I that ate up until I was about nineteen. I yeah. was eating kids and I was banging out that meal up and down, up and down. How? What is your buffet etiquette? Because I do a start first, 
Oh, no. Well, she just goes straight into the big bowl of mains. Abso- Are you joking? It's not even mains. I'm taking everything I can get my hands on. Oh, no, no, no. I start small. That is very, very, Yeah, like, just sound like some seaweed to start with. No, 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 and no, And then no, after no, that, no. we'll go to the mains, like the rices, the noodles, and the big boy meals, innit? Wow. And then get, like, two, three plates of that. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what day it is. Not the two. <laughs> and then a dessert. Like, the, like strawberry How ice many? Cream. What's, the, what's your... I know. I can't. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got a story I remember. <laughs> Going to a buffet with my ex, yeah. And I think I generally probably was like my fourth round. And he went... <laughs> he had this look of disgust in his face. He was uh-huh. like, you're a bit hungry. <laughs> I think I cried that. I thought I was just like, no, no, no anymore, I'm not. <laughs> no, you got to let people live at buffets, man. Just like, you know, I don't eat like this in the normal day. It's just a buffet. But I, anytime I see a buffet now, I actually get stressed because I go into like fight or flight. I'm like, if I don't eat everything, I feel like if... I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, I've got money now. I'm not, I'm not poor anymore. I think there I'm, should be a thing about that. Just like how they make the money and what like the human psychology is when you enter a buffet. Yeah. Why is it like a, I must consume it all? Yeah. Mentality. Yeah. Most of the things I'd like to see. Netflix, take these cues. Yeah, I would even host it. Yeah. Hello and welcome to this week's Chinese, can you eat it all? No, that's shit. Sorry, I'll start again. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to All You Can Eat Buffet, the documentary. Can you eat it? That yes, is the you worst can. name ever. <laughs> can you eat it? Yes, you can. I think that is sick. Can you eat it? Yes, you can. Yeah, that's a better, that's a better title. Yeah, that's what it's going to be about. I can't okay. wait. Love it. Watch out for this space. Yeah, commission tea to make that. Thanks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I will say one other thing, and that's about the diversity and inclusion piece of it all. Yes. There's numerous things that are interesting about the ending of this documentary. First, the fact that the fall, the start of the fall of Abercrombie Fitch came from an article that was posted seven years before somebody ever even discovered this, mm-hmm. which was basically Mike Jeffries, the owner or whatever, saying, what was the phrase that he said that people kept saying? Basically, he was admitting to the fact that they only want one type of person to be wearing their clothes. Mm. They want to be exclusionary. They're doing it on purpose. And then someone seven years later found it and then it went... This was when social media was a thing. Went viral on Twitter and then they got cancelled. But also that they had brought in a diversity and inclusion person to kind of fix the issue. And it was interesting that there was a comment on when you do that, you know, you kind of set the person up to fail. With a brand like Abercrombie Fitch oh, yeah, especially, you set them up, you to, set fail. Them up yeah, to fail. Yeah. Because what they ended up doing, as you said, going back to what you said at the beginning, is hiring more employ- at the employee level, mm-hmm. hiding them, yep. in order to still like, keep no, like, your... physically hiding them. Do you know how mad that is? And still being problematic and, and not having any diversity in your leadership Like they're one that is Downton Abbey. The blacks and the Chinese go downstairs. That is, that is insane. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was a really interesting, really interesting documentary. It was a, it was a throwback for me. I always do find jobs about like diversity. In it. I feel like it's a job that you do know that you're going to lose it because mm. you do a good job. They're going to eventually don't need you anymore. Mm. You do a bad job. You're like you're always going to fail at that role. It's, a it's hard always job. like yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting role for me. And it's always like on the heads of like someone who is an ethnic minority who now has to kind of like we're going to fix it and then yeah. carry all the shit that comes with it. Yeah, it's I think a it's a really job. weird, interesting role. It is. Would Shout out recommend? people that do it. Because- <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Guess we're not shouting about. All right. Good for you, lot. But yeah, no, no, no. Might, would you take that job on? But I become being fitch. Hey, hey, Blackie, fix it. Okay, so everyone, please watch <laughs> White Hot: The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> 
it's a really good documentary. Though. It's really, really good. Would really, recommend. really good. Would recommend. Right, what else are you recommending this week? Okay, so I am recommending. Let me get it. Oh, out. you're very excited about your recommendation. I it am better because be good. I think that you're going to like it because you love cute stuff like this. I'm recommending uh, the Japanese series on Netflix called Old Enough. Oh my God, I love that Have show. You seen it? Yes, it's adorable. It's so cute. So, the premise of this is that children, it's so cute in every episode. The first episode is like seven minutes long. It is so um, cute. Children go on errands, errands all by themselves for the very first time as a camera crew follows along in this beloved, long running reality show from Japan. So, this came out actually ages ago, but people are just starting to discover it, I feel like, in the UK. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it literally is what it says on the tin. It's just little, cute, tiny little babies. The first episode follows a two and a half year old. Just like going going on their way to like do food shopping and do like the things that adults do. And it's it's so old adorable. enough. It's so sweet. It's I would so love a sweet. UK version of it. Well, I feel like we should. We really should. Right? Yeah. Why not? There should be old enough in every country. Do you know who I want to see it? But he's too old now. Who? Like, if you keep on saying that to me over and over. Oh my God. I would love if to see him. If we could have got him enough. doing like a big boy job, like being a bus conductor or something. Oh, he would have been or a train so conductor, good. sorry, or a bus driver. You keep on saying that word. If you keep on saying that to me over and over again, I'll uppercut him. I'll uppercut him. <laughs> no, Santa is coming. <laughs> I love that little boy. <laughs> I love that video so much. It's only uh, about 16 now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, well, he's probably gone to uni, yeah, graduated. I'm still so obsessed with that video. Um, yeah. I'm going to recommend, it's, it's so old school. It's just like, I watch it probably again once a month for some of my favourite films, also one of my favourite words, mm-hmm. Serendipity. Ooh. Which is like, if you're into rom-coms, right? That's right. probably like a staple rom-com that you've watched at one point in your life. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't watched it, please watch it. Like, the whole idea of serendipity is that like the right place the right time. Isn't this your... You said, oh, yeah, you said your favourite word. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my favourite words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I really love, I, it's such a nice word. It is a nice word. Do you word. think it sounds like what it means? Serendipity. Yeah, it's lovely. It's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, and the film is just about a couple who meet and then, like, you know, keep missing each other and then plan to meet each other at one spot and then it's just kind of like following that and it's adorable mm-hmm. it's just a old school rom-com Sunday night glass of wine Bob's your uncle Bob's your uncle Billy's your nan Fanny's yeah. your aunt I Fanny's your aunt where the fuck did I get Billy's your nan Billy from? is your nan <laughs> <laughs> Colin's your uncle uh, right so Fanny's your cousin <laughs> And those are all the sayings. And that, that is all. So, I feel like we've mentioned a lot of shows. We have. So, we said White Hot. White Hot. Um, old Enough. Old Enough. White Gold, which is about the double glazing slash uh, conservatory era in Essex. First of May. Yeah. Yeah. The Met Gala. Yeah. And Serendipity. That is five shows to watch this week. You've got a good we number of shows. We are giving you a bang for your butt, to be honest. Yes, we sure are. So we're going to leave it there for this week. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Watching, you know. Well, I hate girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I'll leave it if I had one wish. Because I want her gone all summer. All summer. And that's the remix. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Talani. <laughs> and I've been Gina. If you want to follow uh, me on any other social media platforms, you can find me at SmileGina, that's G-E-N-A, on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And where can we find you, T? You can find me at Tolly underscore T on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. I don't know why I paused. I don't know either. Yeah. That's fine. If you want to follow Netflix UK, which you should, uh, we are on at Netflix UK on Twitter, Instagram, and at Netflix on TikTok. And if you would like to interact with us about any of the things we've spoken about today about how much you love all of our recommendations you can tweet us uh, using the hashtag 1010 would recommend bye bye